Victor Olofsson back. He he is a hot young guy who is. <laughs> that's not quite how it came out, right? Uh, Hello and welcome back to Hattrick Sports. Braden Dowler Coltman, Jordan Dowler Coltman joining you after an extended, almost two year hiatus. We are back. We have a brand new format and we are really excited to be bringing some enlightened, some silly, and some hopefully just downright fun hockey talk. We're going to refocus this podcast on hockey more generally. Um, obviously, we're going to talk about the Oilers because we're both homers, and that's just the truth. We're sitting here on Zoom looking at each other. We're both wearing Oilers hats. We're both slightly uh, downtrodden after a big loss to the Montreal Canadiens. But we will talk about other teams in the NHL. Uh, we got three great topics for you. If you're new to the show, and even if you aren't new to the show because the show is a little bit new to you, the format has changed. We are going to still have three topics, hence hat trick, but it's going to be five minutes each. The show's going to get snappier. It's going to get tighter. We're going to try to keep it to about 15, 20 minutes max. So three topics, five minutes each. And uh, and that's basically that. Brayden, how you doing? I'm doing good. Doing? I've been in. Qu- well, everybody's been in quarantine. I feel like we uh, had a perfect opportunity to start doing our podcasts, and uh, so it's, it feels really good to be able to finally get around to doing that now. Totally. Uh, Here's the other surprise we didn't mention off the top for our listeners. We are going to also try to honor the idea of the show's name with Hattrick by having three hosts. We're just not going to do it this week. We're just going to get the two of us back in the groove. Think of this like a preseason kind of addition, even though there was no preseason for the NHL. But next week, we're going to have a brand new guest host. We're going to have sort of a slate of a few guest hosts who can join us over the course of the season. So you get familiar with them as new episodes come up. And uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll sort of we'll be able to bring some new perspectives. Are you ready to do this, Braden? New, faster a little bit more uh, intense. You have to have your notes ready, your preparation in place, stretched and warmed up. Are I'm you ready. hydrated? No. All right. Well, we'll see how this goes then. It might be as uh, sluggish as the Oilers start tonight. Topic number one tonight is going to be the NHL restart in general. We're just going to talk about what the what the restart looks like. It's been a long time. Some teams like Montreal, no, not Montreal, but not Ottawa, hadn't even played since last March. They never got to do the restart. They never got to do the playoffs. So it has been a long time since some people got to see their NHL hockey. And even those of us who did have restarts, uh, it was a bit short-lived for some of our teams. Um, but Braden, yeah, just was... maybe after after the first weekend here is wrapping up, what's your, what's your impressions? How do you feel about hockey being back? I can't get enough of it. And I, I, it's kind of awesome to watch how, uh, all these teams get together and then you play back-to-back games. It kind of feels like they all, uh, as it were. Uh, it's great. It's great watching hockey. It's better watching hockey when your team's winning. Um, but I feel like there's a long way to go. Yeah, it's early, obviously. You know, like we've we've seen now the Oilers in three games. Uh, a couple teams had to go on the road right off the bat. The Oilers were at home. Um, we're going to talk in topic two a little bit more specifically about the Oilers and the two teams they face. But I think the big question coming into this restart was how it was going to work, whether it was going to work, whether teams were going to actually be able to go, you know, and and not not lose players to to COVID, um, but also the struggles of. I don't know, just the, the, the new reality of, of out-of-bubble hockey. Um, we're seeing that a little bit. Some teams have had to shut down practices. The Winnipeg Jets had to shut down today because they did have a player who played against Calgary test positive, um, and then they just out of precaution, obviously. But how do you feel, in general, the NHL has has sort of set up themselves for success here after we've seen the NFL sort of struggle a little bit? Major League Baseball obviously struggled a lot to get a season under under their belts. Do you feel like... 
they've taken the lessons they need. And do you think we're going to have a full, what is it, 52-game season? Will they make it all the way through? Will we make uh, yeah, it all the way through? So, I mean, there's still so many things we don't know, so many intangibles that we don't know about the virus itself, about vaccinations, when players are going to get vaccinated, if players are going to get vaccinated. Um, you know, there's a whole bunch of intangibles when it comes to the different divisions. Trade deadline, what's going to happen at the trade deadline? People, players have to quarantine. Uh, you know, the Oilers are looking for a goalie right now and if the you know if if they pick up a guy who's living with his family down in the state it's gonna take you know 10 14 days just to get him on the ice and and that's what uh fifth the tenth of the season already yeah i, think I don't know what's gonna happen with thing. covid I, well, I have no idea what's even gonna trades and things that are a huge factor there right you got teams that may want to make it the oilers did it today picking some you know goalie up of waivers we'll talk about that in topic two but they have to wait almost two weeks now for that player to even be available to them on their taxi squad. So yeah, I think that's definitely going to be a new thing. I think we're going to see way less transactions. Um, we'll see a few more sort of flurries of them here early as teams, but then I think teams are just going to have to like lock in with their team and use their reserved yeah. players. And um, I mean, that's sort of what's yeah, happening. So how does the taxi squad work? There's, so there's like a, a small portion of players that can access both the AHL and NHL as it were, but not have to go through uh, waivers and stuff like that. Like it's yeah, once a... once they're on the taxi squad, they travel with the team. Um, they'll okay. be able to practice with the team. Whereas in you know the real the regular NHL rules, you have to be on the NHL forty um, man roster. Here we're allowed to carry more than that. I think it's fifty six or something. Um, so yeah, it just gives them more opportunity to have reserve. But people who are practicing every single day in the team system, you know, and, and I think don't have to, to be travel. All, they don't have to travel. They don't have to. Yeah, they don't have to quarantine and move back and forth to the HL. The HL also doesn't start till February, so I think a lot of teams are mm. sort of hedging their bets on which players they're going to put where. But I think the other thing with it is that we have teams that really are focusing the bottom six of their roster with some of those rotational players, right? That's really where the guys who are going to need to come up and and obviously injuries are a huge part of it. That's the same in every season. That's not going to be a, you know any different. Um, this year, but I think that's a factor. Um, the other, obviously, we were just kind of mentioned topic, or sort of we sort of hit on it a second ago. But obviously, the big thing that is also very different this year is each division has not only been realigned, but we also have only divisional play, right? So obviously, for Canadian hockey fans, you're, we're never going to see an American team all season until the playoffs. You know <laughs> what else? You playoffs. know what else? I was just reminded this this uh, while we were watching the game. We're also never going to hear the national anthem, uh, the state's national anthem either. Watching watching until our Oilers. That is. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. Uh, yeah. So so uh, pre you know even pregame shorter now too. Yeah, <laughs> and it's different. In, in everybody, every city sort of doing a different thing. Let's just really quickly do a rundown of these divisions and then get your thoughts on what you think about each one. Obviously, again, we're focused on the Canadian market, but we have the East Division, which is Boston, Buffalo, New Jersey, the Islanders, the Rangers, Philly, Pittsburgh, and Washington. So that's mostly a metropolitan division. Okay. With a little bit uh, of that Buffalo team. I'm liking that Buffalo. Te- I mean, I'm not liking that Buffalo team, but the Buffalo team's <laughs> looking a lot better. They've got Victor Olofsson back. He he is a hot young guy who is. <laughs> that's not quite how it came out, right? Uh, uh, he's a hot young player. He's a he's a he's a he's a good young player. player. There you go, man. <laughs> he knows how to play that Taylor Hall guy. I'm not going to say anything more about him. He's coming off a sort of a down year after an MVP season, but uh, 
Yeah, they're they're looking like uh, they're looking pretty sharp in that division, I'd say. So Central Division is one of the two that are, I think, um, I don't know, a little bit interesting travel wise. But we have the Carolina Hurricanes, the Chicago Blackhawks, the Columbus Blue Jackets, the Dallas Stars, the Detroit Red Wings, the Florida Panthers, the Nashville Predators, and Womp. the Tampa Bay Lightning, Stanley Cup champions. So obviously. Okay, so yeah, this is sort of what the central usually looks like, minus the addition, I suppose, of Florida. Yeah, and Detroit. Chicago, Detroit will be in the bottom three this year. Yeah, they're obviously in rebuilds. So that's a big shift for them. Tampa Bay still looks like they're a formidable team. I think the only team that really suffers here, um, moving over there, is is Dallas. Um, mm. it's kind of, this is the oh. first division. That's really a mix of East and West teams, right? Cause you've got Chicago, Dallas and Nashville who are West con Western conference teams traditionally. So they're going to be playing a lot more of the Carolina hurricanes and the, you know, Tampa Bay lightning than they're used to. Um, but yeah. it should be good hockey. Uh, really quickly. We'll jump to the West. Obviously this is a mix of what usually is the Pacific and the, um, central division. Uh, we have the Anaheim Mighty Ducks, the Arizona Coyotes, the Colorado Avalanche, the Los Angeles, uh, the Los Angeles Kings, the Minnesota Wild, the Sharks, the Blues, and Vegas. Uh, again, Vegas, Los Angeles, San Jose, the Ducks, Arizona, they're all used to playing each other. Um, really, all these teams are. St. Louis is the only one that's really increased their travel. Yeah, yeah. But again, going to be a hard well, division, a tough division. The division, this division will be the division that sees the first Canadian team, I believe, in the second round of the playoffs. That's well, it's okay. So, how does that work then? How do the playoffs work? Is the top two of each division that get to what well, was that? Uh, or it would be the top four then that get to go on to the playoffs? Yeah, I believe they'll play a divisional round the same way they usually do off the top. Uh, I don't think they're doing a wild card, but maybe they are. Yeah, I'm not quite sure how that'll work. We'll have to look at that. Something for next week. Uh, More to come. Let's, let's jump to the Scotia North Division. I should have said the uh, okay. sponsors for all of the other three because they are yeah. all sponsored this year. It's another way for the NHL to make some additional revenue back, I suppose. Yeah, what do you think of those helmets? With the ads on them? So they've started putting ads on just to recoup some costs too. Yeah, I mean, I it it feels a bit like uh, something that was something they've wanted to do probably for a long time and just got so I much don't, pushback for. I don't mind it. I don't. Yeah, mind well, it. you can't really see it on the TV broadcast anyway until they're in the close-up. But you think about advertising on hockey uh, on hockey players, and the first thing you think is the World Juniors and all those you know those referees that are just littered with, or even in yeah, the K, it was the KHL or most of those European leagues have advertising too. So I'm glad that they chose to do something well, that's a little more. I mean, even <laughs> even when, even in contrast to a lot of other North American teams, you know, like the NBA's moved to a jersey logo sponsor. Uh, right. The NFL's had logo sponsors on their jerseys for a while. So yeah, no, it's definitely it feels it's like a, coming, yeah. a place that they're testing out and trying new things. Look, we're already breaking our our new rules. We've gone over five minutes here. That's okay. Where's the timer? Well, it was. It, it's here. It, it, it just didn't make any Ugh. noise. So we'll have to improve that. Hey. Let's just really quickly wrap up the first topic here with the North Division because we are on them and they are obviously the most fun to talk about. We have all the Canadian teams, Calgary, Edmonton, Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto, Vancouver, and Winnipeg. And um, maybe just really quickly, bold predictions will, will be something we talk about later on. But 
it, this should be a lot of fun. Obviously, yeah. as, as a hockey fan in Canada, this is something you could, you know, it's like a dream come true. You get to see all of the yeah. teams that, you know, your buddies cheer for, and it's going to be hot every night. It's going to be exciting every night. We've seen that in the last three games. You know, the stakes are high, and teams either come to play or they don't. And uh, I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to how this season plays out with with only the Canadian teams. How about you? Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to more of those games that do work out um, because uh, it's hard to watch five nothing and the you know what was the, the midway through the second uh tonight in the Oilers game it was uh it was dreadful but i'm looking forward to i'm looking forward to seeing uh more of these back-to-back games i think that uh it's it's added motivation for these teams and uh i know for our team we like to win one and lose one so uh you know hopefully that'll uh you know work to our benefit Let's let's take that as our segue, and let's jump to topic two. So topic two today, um, we're going to dig a little bit into the Oilers, the Canucks, and the Canadians. So those are the three teams the two of us have really got to see, obviously, uh, having focused on the Oilers games. Uh, and the Oilers' um, schedule started with back-to-back games at home to the Vancouver Canucks, followed by back-to-back games at home to the Canadians, which they have played one of. They will play the next on Monday. Early impressions. How do the Oilers look? Obviously, they're 1-2-0. and um, They're down a goaltender, so Koskinen is currently yeah, yeah, the yeah. last man standing. But just early impressions. Right. How do you feel about the Oilers? I mean, I, I think they've definitely improved from where they uh, left off in the Chicago series last uh, last year, I'm I'm loving the fact that we stole Slater Cuckoo out of Chicago. I think that he's going to be an impact player. Um, uh, I think Tyson Berry is an, uh, a huge addition to that power play. We we haven't had quite the quarterback. Like it's it's hard to see Oscar uh, be injured, uh, but he he doesn't he doesn't provide that offensive prowess that uh, Tyson Berry can can give you he's a few years removed from that that huge season he had in Colorado uh but moving to a market like Toronto it's it's never going to help uh, your game so uh coming to Edmonton hopefully it will and uh we'll see some success there other than that I mean I'm I'm loving how Yamamoto's still playing I'm, I'm loving how Nuge is I mean Nuge has a huge year this year can't be it being a contract year uh, he's got a lot to prove is he going to make that next step? Is he going to kind of continue to be this sort of second line? I can support, play defense, um, but you but you want more. He's the first overall pick, and uh, and he's playing on on the on the line of the best player in the world. So so you'd love to see some more offensive scoring from him uh, moving forward. What yeah, happened I to Mike Smith? What's what's going on with Mike Smith? Like it's, is it's got to be an injury. Why is it so, probably a, probably a groin such or something? A secret. I, yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. I, it'll probably come out in the next couple of days, I would assume, now that they've sort of had to settle oh. in with him on LTR. But it's Maybe a good question. I don't know. It was definitely sneaky. Maybe he robbed somebody, you know? <laughs> Very well could have robbed somebody. Um, well, the Montreal Canadiens robbed the Oilers tonight of a victory right from the start because the Oilers started okay. They played, they played, you know, a decent first five minutes. They got unlucky a, a, a couple times early, and then once the momentum was gone, they just could not get it back. Carey Price looked like Carey Price from about four or five years ago. The Sochi Olympics maybe is the last time I've seen Carey Price play this well. Um, It's early though, you know, he has to settle in as their number one guy for what's going to be a difficult season for goaltenders, I think. That's why the Oilers are really, I think, in the place there where they panicked a little bit in the last two days, realizing this has got to be a tandem season for every team. Um, Even those teams that have a, you know, a, 
a Hellebuck or a, a bona fide number one guy. They're going to need that second guy to carry them through at least 15, 20 games, I would think, just because there's going to be a lot of back to backs, you know, and you've seen it already. Koskinen's bearing all of the workload here, and I don't think that's sustainable. Um, no. Going back to those first two games for the Oilers, again, they just didn't show up in the first one, but you have to think after however many months, a few months for most of these guys, that's game one of the preseason traditionally you know that's get your legs get the heart rate going they're probably coming off at the end of that first period feeling like they've just been run over by a mac truck and i also think there's a disadvantage i think in a season that starts like this to being the home team off the start and here's why i think teams that pack up leave their families get on a plane they're wearing the masks they're getting used to the covid rules on the airplane they're traveling it's a business trip they're ready to go right? They land, they're focused. They've been in a hotel the night before. They're ready to go. When you roll out of your own bed and you go down to the rink, there's just something mentally that's different about it when there isn't fans to sort of pull you through that first period. Without those fans, I think that that really made a difference. I think the Oilers felt a little bit um, like in game two, they they brought their A game and that's what we need them to do. Uh, The Canucks really quickly look like a really good team again. They, They look like the same team that went had a good run in the playoffs mostly because I think they do have that young sort of nobody really believes in us attitude. Eventually that's going to wear yeah. off because people are going to start seeing that they are uh, a good hockey team and they have some really good players. Um, yeah. That Brock Besser has a bullet, man. He has a shot. That I think is Bo Horvat has really grown into the, the leadership role in that team. Yeah, and who's this playing. new, yeah. What's this new young guy? They just picked up Hope Hoberger. Oh, Oh man. He, yeah, he is. She calls Hoagie, Hoagie, Hoaglander looks good. It was funny. You know, obviously yeah. I live in Vancouver. You hear a little bit of the talk radio through all of camp. They were just, they were singing his kids praises and he looks Praising like a real deal. Mm. I think he could be the Calder mm. trophy winner. Um, and then the Montreal Canadiens, like we said, Carey Price has to stand on his head if they're going to play this well the whole time. But they also are a really good structural team. They, oh, totally. they lack skill wise. They make up in, you know, good offensive um, forechecking pr- really good defensive structure i think that will be tested on monday by the oilers now that they've seen it um yeah. the same way the canucks yeah. who have a really good penalty kill until you figure out how to how to play the pucks around the edges because they shut down the slot but they don't uh they don't play the middle yeah. we are uh yeah. we're out of time here on topic two Ooh, let's move I have to so much still two. to say i know well we're gonna have to just keep uh right. doing episodes here uh, maybe, maybe some Grandpa won't be thrilled that we only spent that much time on the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, well, I just gotta say, I really do like that Josh Anderson trade for Max Domi. I think losing Max Domi, you, you do lose uh, a good talent there, uh, you know, a, a bit of a leader. But Josh Anderson is a big, strong power forward there with some speed that uh, Montreal is gonna definitely love having this season. Let's dig into topic three here. This one's gonna be a little bit different and a little bit more fun. So topic three today oh, is our okay. bold predictions for the season. That last one was pretty fun. Sure. But this one's going to be more fun. Okay. Okay. Um, it's going to be uh, three times more fun because we're going to play a, game, a little game of hat trick here. Um, mm. Three bold predictions each. So um, these are going to be basically, you know, whatever that your take is on this season, who do you think is going to have a great year? Who do you think is going to fall off? not have a great year. Maybe one team that's going to stand out to you it can be anything you want. Just remember it's on the record and we can come back and play this audio when we look like idiots for having made these bold predictions, or maybe these are the vindication when everyone 
says, there's no way you could have known that was going to happen. You're going to say, yeah, I, say I did. Um, I'll let you go first. What's your first bold prediction for the uh, COVID-19 edition of the NHL's shortened season 2021? Well, I mean, the first thing I'm going to say is we're going to find out that what really happened to Mike Smith. Um, and I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to bank on it. Pun intended that he robbed somebody. I think that that's what really happened to Mike Smith. That's why he's on long-term injury reserve. Uh, cause he just robbed us of what? $2.1 million per season, uh, at least for this year. I don't know how much comes off of the cap uh, now that he's on long-term injury reserve. Long-term uh, his, he's, he's not a, he won't affect the cap directly. Oh, thank goodness. But he's still taking all that money. Anyway, uh, second, second, um, prediction. I think, um, we're going to get hashtag pool party trending. Because uh, yes, he pulled. Whoa, whoa, whoa. One at a time. One at a time. One at a time. That was your first one. Gonna... Mike Smith's going to be a, a criminal. Yes. All right. I can. All wait. right. Here's my first one. Then here's my first one, and it's goalie related as well. Okay. All right. Uh, my bold prediction for the season. This is Vancouver Canucks related. I think that Braden Holtby is cannon fodder for the expansion draft with Seattle and that Thatcher Demko is going to be the established number one goaltender for the Canucks by the end of the season. We saw them both play. Yes, the Oilers beat the Canucks team in front of him, but I also would tell, you know, I I think that the Thatcher Demko we saw in the playoffs last year is legitimate. I think he's a good goaltender. Do I think he's a great goaltender? Not yet, but I think he's a good goaltender. And with the team in front of him, I think good is good enough for the Canucks right now, but I think he's going to take a huge step forward. He's going to end up playing most of the games through the season. Thatcher Demko, number one goaltender for the Canucks, end of the season. That's my first bold prediction. Number two for you, Braden. Yeah, hashtag pool party. Jesse Pugliarvi. He's going to be a, an, a bona fide NHL player. He's not going back to Europe. He's going to start putting up points. He's going to continue to hit. He, I think he's learned how to use his body. I'd love to see him skate a little bit more and stop reaching for the puck. Uh, but it's only game three, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens with pool party. Yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right. I think Pooley is going to be. He's going to take a huge step forward. I would I would add to your prediction by saying I think he's going to end up being a jet, like a locks lock solid top six forward for the Oilers by the end of the season. He'll be on one of those oh, top two lines. Please, We uh, need it. No, we still have a minute 30. So here really quickly, number two for me, Tim Stutzla is going to be the Calder Trophy winner end of the season. There's my guess for you. It's going to lead Very all rookies nice. in scoring. And I think the Ottawa Senators are going to surprise some people and maybe be fighting for a playoff spot. I don't think anyone's expecting that early in the season whoa, 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 but with matt murray whoa, whoa. matt murray plays matt murray plays to his potential i think that team has no. some guys on it who have some chips on their shoulders and some things to prove so my second is a two-parter chips on team. their shoulders yeah teams didn't want them teams didn't have them they've been oh, that's that's an island of misfits and i will tell you what i know count out the team that is the island of misfits um i watched the highlights today from toronto they made that game way closer than it should have been considering the firepower coming back at them. Matt Murray held the minute. Now, were they outgunned painfully? Yeah, they were. They faced 40-something shots. They had 18. It was a 4-3 game. 4-3 game on 18 shots. Now, sure, against Toronto's backup. Doesn't matter. That team's going to win scrappy games. They're going to put themselves in a good position. That's number two. We are running out of time quickly, Braden. What is number three? 
Oilers are going to win the Stanley Cup. Oh, boy, you said it. Well, I have to. I have to because I have to. I do it's it every year. It's the first time you've done this. Yeah, and how well, does that the work out? I have to keep up the hope. It's been how many years? It's been 14 years since we were in the Stanley Cup Finals. It's been 14 years. I have to keep up the hope. Oh, no. Oh, he's done it now. Okay. Here's my third my third bowl prediction. Uh, Braden, Braden is going to jinx the Oilers. That was my third <laughs> bowl prediction. And you've done it already. You've already said it. It's come out of uh, your mouth. How dare you? How dare you? No. You're listening. Everyone in oil nation, Oilers nation, everyone in, in oil country, is that what they call it still? Every every Oilers fan anywhere in the world, you need to knock on wood tonight and you need to say your isn't prayers. That how, your roses, isn't that how you cheer for a team? Spin around. That's how you cheer for a team. That's how I cheer for a team. If it, ha- it happened for the Raptors, it'll happen for the it'll happen for the Oilers. It'll happen for the Jays too. It's just uh, that's uh. another bag of I, I felt bad after Montreal beat us tonight. I feel so much worse after this. I can't believe you did that to Well, us. here's the thing. It's so funny. Uh, you need a, a witch win, doctor like, or somebody. So the first game, the first game happens and they score their first goal and I'm cheering like like we did win the Stanley Cup. Like that's how much I missed this game and I did how much I missed this team. And if they finally come back, they lose a game, I'm like, you know, okay. They lost the game. What's new? They win a game. I'm like, okay, things are looking up. And then they play Montreal and they're down five nothing in the second round. You know, like I just four nothing. There's nothing I can do other than other than hope. Hope springs eternal. And predict they're gonna win the Stanley Cup. It'll happen. It'll happen. And we got a lot of things in our favor. We got a shortened season. We got uh, we got we got only Canadian teams, which works, I think, in in our favor as well. And it'll happen. Everybody, knock on wood, just in case it doesn't. But you heard it here first, folks. The Edmonton Oilers Stanley Cup champions. And uh, people will listen to this, and be like, "This was the 2019 podcast." <laughs> yeah, Starting I think you have made. With... I think every episode of this show. Every episode of the show, you have at some not. point or another said, and and in doing so, jinxed and cursed the Oilers. Thank you for joining us for this very special welcome back edition to, of Hat Trick. We will be back next week with more um, ill-informed and bold <laughs> predictions. Next uh, week, we will, we'll predict the Oilers will win another we game. Will, we will ruin somebody else's day for you next weekend. I am Jordan Dyler Coleman. That was Braden Dyler Coleman, and uh, this is Hattrick. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next week. Hattrick is a member of the Ordinary Podcasting Network. It's produced every week by Jordan Dyler Coleman and Braden Dyler Coleman. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Thanks for listening.